What's up, guys? Welcome. Oh, I didn't change the thing. Uh, welcome back to Paper Planes. My name is Paolo. My name is Soil. And there's no Christian. And this is flight number 37 of Paper Planes. Do we even need the whiteboard anymore? I feel like it's we just have, haven't changed it. The only thing I've changed is like the number. It's fun to look at. Yeah, you know, I I'll like to see it. the crab. We'll keep it. The sea. But yeah, um, Christian still isn't back yet. He'll be back next week. We're gonna try to disc. We were gonna try to Discord call him, but I was too lazy to download Discord, so it was just Soya and I today. Hell yeah! What up, guys? Yeah, but he should be back next week, hopefully, if he doesn't, um, you know, fall in love with someone out there and leave us. Yeah, speaking of love, I'm sorry for your loss, Peter. Oh shit! Damn. I mean, you know, she had a it it just be like that sometimes. She got a girl. (laughs) She got a girlfriend. Damn. Well, that, if it I makes mean, you feel better, Peter, we don't I, have girlfriends. We so. don't have girlfriends, and my first girlfriend cheated on me with a girl. Damn, bro. Damn <laughs> so, so, you know, it's like you know, it could be worse. Hey, I think we in it he, together, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a P- Peter can show out. He's still he's still got opportunities. He's got options. Mm-hmm. So he's young. He's got he's got time. He'll find the one in college. Yeah. I don't I don't know where because I didn't go to college, but I did go to college. I dropped out, but and I stayed for like a year, two years. So how's how's the know. dating in college? I mean, if we're gonna be honest, dude, you're, if you want, if you're well, if you're looking for a fun time, a hookup, you know, there's there's plenty oh, out yeah. there. They're all just like so. You went to ASU, by the way. That's that needs to be. Um, let me tell you, uh, hella booty shorts. It's crazy, dude. Hella booty shorts with cheeks out. ASU I'm is like, what the fuck? You're allowed? This is not dress coded. And I'm like, it's ASU after all. Bro, ASU that. is like the. I don't know how to describe that. It's it's kind of the sluttiest college. <laughs> I mean, it's the number one party school too. They're yeah. there to get fucked and get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing twice i mean like they're here to fuck suck and get gucked you know get fucked in the sense of like oh, i'm gonna get fucked up and then get fucked and, you know, oh d- <laughs> both kinds of fuck like get yeah. fucked up and then get fucked down yeah. <laughs> hell yeah dude i fucked mean if you're into down. that you're gonna find it a lot there but if you're like me who's a little bitch and wants to have a good relationship you know yeah that's gonna be us. hard to find especially since if you're find, if you're trying to find a quality girl that's like in it to be in the long term and you know have a good a good mental space, AC is not gonna be. Yeah. It's, you're gonna be like looking at a needle from a uh, needle in a, a needle in a haystack because it's gonna be hard hard to find. Yeah, when I went, whenever I went to ASU, it was like everyone kind of uh, yeah everyone had a look to them. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help the fact that it's hot as hell in Arizona, so oh, they yeah. can justify wearing crop tops and booty shorts. Oh yeah, they're showing up in just bikinis to class. Yeah, dude, they can justify it because it's 110 degrees. So <laughs> it's like it's like November. It's like 80s. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's still hot as hell in December. And they're like, you're wearing a literal fishnet bikini. It's hot. The thing about Arizona though is that. It's hot until it's not. It's yeah. Weird. It's because, like, when the 90s, honestly, we'll, we'll hit our stride with, like, a whole month or two of 110 degrees. And then once it hits, like, 90s, we're like, oh, it's kind of it's kind of nice outside. Yeah, low-key. I... <laughs> we get tricked into thinking 90s is good weather. Yeah, when um earlier this week when I was heading out for work, it was, like, 80, 
80 something low 80s or high 70s and i was like oh yo, it's kind of yeah. chilly yeah. it's kind of chilly out oh it's gonna get cold. the sweater like, out <laughs> wait is it already time for the seasons and you pull your sweater 12... suitcase blow the dust off now yeah. it's time and then hit 12 o'clock it's 110 again oh yeah so. <laughs> yeah you have to take it that, take that shit off yeah that's it's that's the weird thing about arizona it's like I notice that it's cooler, and then it just goes. It's like a false sense of hope. You're like, oh, is it yeah. time? Is it time? And then, nope, it's not. Time. We hit that weird middle ground where in the morning it's like, it'll be cold as shit. Oh, this is later in the year where it's cold as shit in the morning, and then it's like you take off your jacket in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to keep my layers on. But it's Yeah, you have like an outfit that's planned out for cold, and then like you pull up, and now you're like, now I have to take off my whatever. And it doesn't match. Oh, shit. My fault. We're still good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, okay. I just, I fucked up the TV. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, so ASU is definitely the party school if you want to party. If but you fuck around and have fun, I guess you can do that. There for sure. But the date, so, but if you want long-term dating, it's not, not, not good for that. Yeah, and I, I don't know, this, I don't have dating experience, so I could be talking out my ass, but... I think it's just younger people are gonna. It's gonna be hard to find good partners when you're looking for younger people, just because the mental space, the head, the, the headspace that they're at is the maturity isn't quite is there. Not there yet. They're not. They haven't developed yet. And it kind of sounds pretentious coming from a 23 year old, but I mean, I think I'm just. I grew up in a traditional conservative and catholic upbringing so i'm oh, already kind of primed the to, triple threat yeah i'm already primed to just to have more traditional stands standards when it comes to dating and uh, the idea of just fucking around was very foreign to me so i'm ready i'm already at that point so it's uh i i'm giving that to myself when i'm like so that i don't sound like oh these these girls are too good for me it's not that it's just that i already have my standards have been changed because of my upbringing I think from my limited experience that it's going to be harder to find good partners younger just because of the the maturity level is not quite there yet. Yeah, I think not it's ready dropping to settle. even more with social media and the oh, yeah. what's being said on social media, you know. So it it, might, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that if we had girl audience. If, sure. if we had an if audience. We had, if we had an audience and if it was girls. <laughs> Yeah, we look at our analytics. Hey, it's up? like ninety nine point eight percent like males, and then the point three is my secretary. <laughs> hey, it says bro talk, man. You guys understand, right? You yeah. know what I'm talking. About. Most eighty percent of our audience is also like high schoolers, so they're like, oh yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I really am fighting, uh, fighting the current right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm against the current. Yeah, and then you know if you don't want to date in person, and you have dating apps. Which I feel like dating apps is just like ruined fucking society at this point. Uh, Maybe it works for for like a good amount of people. I hear it's good for if you just want to fuck. Yeah, at least that's what I hear. I, it just comes down to like what if it serves you well and what you're trying to get out of it. If you're trying to fuck around, then I'm sure it's great. But if you're trying to be in a good, healthy relationship, I'm not quite Would sure. Would you ever fuck around so you think you'd ever get to that point in your life? Where you're Maybe like, if I... the dog gets awakened. Um, <laughs> like, if the switch gets turned on, the, you know. The trap card gets, gets activated. If the dog gets, lo- uh, gets unbound from his chains, maybe. But honestly, I don't know. 
right now my point of life is really it's not in the cards to just fuck around um, now's the time if there was a time if there ever was a time i think and I if i changed know. maybe I'll, I'll i'll regretted that but right now i'm like it's not an urge to just like fuck to fuck i've always been a person that's all about been con- about connection and i think that really comes into play with relationships for me so like with just fucking around it's it's kind of hard to get just a connection a deeper connection with that so it's not appealing to me yeah um i've never really been one to be like oh yeah the pleasure of i think it's great but like damn i don't live i don't i don't know i don't get the same activation as most guys do <laughs> don't get me wrong like if i see a, a girl if i see a, like a girl that's banging i'm like damn and you just admire from a distance yeah but i'm not like i can want you know yeah you don't get overcome with like a fucking primal like want to destroy them yeah which is probably good we need (laughs) self-control but it is i mean it's part of the of the male biology it's we're we're, we're, if we're going from an evolutionary lens we're trying we have to make sure we're primed to fuck so i can't blame guys that are like that but it's just it wasn't in the cards for me yet until I taste, taste I, until I experience it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> until you get enlightened. <laughs> yeah, you know how I've been in line with Martin Wisdom. Maybe this is the oh, same. Shit. Maybe it's the same case with this, dude. Who knows? Christian and I have talked about this. Like the day you get enlightened might be like a trigger. Like it'll just like set something off in you. What if my life just goes downhill? What? I'm just <laughs> you start doing cocaine, scared, dude. Like I'm just like I'm so. Overstimulated with pleasure, just like you just need more. I need everything. You just dive right into like the hedonism, like the abyss of hedonism, where you just do everything and anything. Yeah, because my entire life, I've you've been pretty like sheltered. I've been pretty. My baseline has been very low, so it's not like I've experienced the highs yet. Where yeah, I've been where I've gone to the point where like I'm like, oh, this feels really great. I want more. I've never had that because I've just lived a very very base low baseline life so who knows it could be possible yeah which is terrifying when you say that most people who grow up kind of sheltered or um kind of like not exposed to these these different stimuli they go into college and then they fucking go crazy but you didn't do that you postponed it even later so maybe it'll like yo don't scare me dude i don't want to ruin my life (laughs) even a heart now well you got you got good people around that's why that's why the community is important they community they have if my dog gets unchained they're gonna chain it <laughs> we back. gotta reel you back in <laughs> we gotta we gotta fish wanna, you out of the i don't want to be i don't want to end up like those guys that are just that just need <laughs> every single day and like be go crazy i can't i don't want to i don't want to have that life dude sounds terrifying to be to be bound by my my primal desires but just be chained down by like your sexual urges yeah that's be so, a slave to it yeah dude imagine be like a slave to a girl like, i need you're like i can't do anything until <laughs> i, I can't fuck. focus right i need to fu- oh that I need, sounds terrible i can't i can't go on my morning walk if i haven't fucked first <laughs> yeah that sounds like a miserable life because i've had that with video games where there's been times where like you wake I up in game yeah i can't focus i can't do anything until i get my game fixed in. and and that was what? horrible Wait, do you still have that? Oh, no. That was like when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When we were gamers. When we were G-boys. <laughs> that was our whole lives. Yeah. Now we kind of grew up. We grew out of that a little bit because I don't really get that itch anymore. No. It's 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 a social event for me now. Yeah. I think or if I get into a game that has a good story, shit, I'm going to be on that. Oh, yeah. I started oh, that God. with um 
with God of War, like I bought the game and then I, I was like, oh, this is a good game. And then I got so lazy. I just watched, I just watched someone else play. <laughs> it's that's how you know it's if you're interested in the story you know is that's how it is it was a good story like in college i was kind of tapering down out of my uh gaming phase but there was a game on the switch that i was just so enthralled by because the story was so good gang beasts <laughs> it's a game no one knows because i'm a jrpg noob Wait, like, what is it what is it brave frontier it was it was called octopath traveler no one knows that because it's like a Japanese i've heard game. of it oh yeah i think a, like a popular youtuber like played Ooh. it and i um i saw it i didn't watch it <laughs> bro yeah it's uh the games that i'm really into are very niche i thought you were gonna say octodad at first octodad <laughs> remember octodad yes <laughs> that motherfucker just... oh i was so enthralled by the story that's crazy <laughs> the non-existent story yeah no but like with those um with the games that i'm really into if the story is really good i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my mind there was a point with uh octopath traveler in college where i was I couldn't do I couldn't do work I couldn't do my schoolwork because I was just like I need to know what happens next I need to get immersed in the story and dang has that ever happened to you with anime oh yeah a lot too like reading it or watching it watching like with my hero attack on Titan um there's a soccer one called blue high Q oh that's mm, a lot one. if I get into a story I can't think of anything else oh you your I, whole I get satisfied your whole being gets con- like consumed by it yeah and that's why I'm scared of <laughs> of getting of getting tail bro of getting skirt <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing but I think I just I gotta be careful of that because I know I'm predisposed and I have tendencies to get really addicted to something if I'm like really into it you know what it, I think that says something about your storytelling abilities as well because when you start like when you start a story in your head you really get into it like you get consumed like you get caught up in the world building of it and i think that's good for um you know your future endeavors where you know you're gonna start so i'm uh, glad i have that yeah start telling more stories do you have a like a sneak peek for the for the paper planes boys of like what kind of content you might put out in the near future Oh, there's a lot of different things I'm, I've been thinking about. Um, there's been a lot, a lot of stories on the podcast that I've told. And sometimes I think words don't do it justice. And <laughs> gotta, I think it'd be hilarious if I, if I put visuals in how my mind works. The closest thing we got is like when you would put pictures in the fucking TikToks. Yes. <laughs> That's the closest thing that we got. But if you're able to like... <laughs> unleash whatever is in your mind yeah. on there that's gonna be some shit i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that because it's i'm actually gonna put what i when i tell my stories i have this vision in my head of what it looks like and how it's playing out which other people won't be able to see because it's just gonna be words and they're gonna interpret it their own way but if i share what the monstrosities are going on in my head i think it'll be it'll be fun <laughs> the monstrosities there's I, some crazy stuff going on. I can only imagine, man. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm... There's a lot of different things I want to do with that, but I think that's going to be a, one of the main things that I'm going to have fun doing. The first iteration of like your creativity that I saw was when we were really young and you wanted to be a game designer. Oh, yeah. And you would write down like your ideas... And like, I, it started when we had a Minecraft server. You remember yep, this? Yep, I remember that I made like ten thousand word. Document. Yeah, of like different like bosses and yeah. like different ideas you had. Yeah, it was that was so fun, dude. That I was, was so cool. Fun. 
I'm I'm excited to see your your creative side come I out am too. I am too. You think that you're gonna be able to like balance your creative endeavors with like your newfound like dog that's gonna be unleashed? Oh God! <laughs> I hope that the dog stays dormant, so I don't have to. I don't <laughs> fuck myself because this endeavor in of itself is already. This is like a fight for my life already. I have. Oh hell yeah! That's one way to look at it. <laughs> a fight for my life. Well, I mean, it it, it kind of is. Kind of is at yeah. this point because I'll be I'll be quitting Stranded. my job. That's what you got to do, though. You got to throw yourself into the into the yes, abyss. I hundred percent agree with that. Into the fire and see if you can rise out of it. Yes, I because something I notice is that I'm definitely a person where, um, I need to put myself in the environment, in the in the conditions, in the space where I I don't really have any other choice to but to do this thing um and i also see that i also noticed this too like when my parents moved out and it was just me in the house i've been a lot more initiative more proactive and t- taking an initiative with being more responsible because when i'd be doing something or when i'm considering doing something and i think oh i'm gonna put this off like a chore or household um uh household tasks that needs to be done i think sorry (laughs) you're good uh i i think about the fact that now that my parents aren't here no one else is going to end up doing these if if my if no one's if i'm not doing it literally no one else is going to do it so it's really comes down it's all up to me um and that that helped me get make or take initiative to actually do the things that need to be done i think it's the same case with like for example this endeavor with uh with the fact that i won't have work to fall back on i'll realize that if i don't do this there's gonna be nothing else to fall back on and you know it's it all comes down to me so in the sense where i've become where i don't have anyone to rely on with my parents it's helped me understand that it's given me a lot more agency to understand that it really just comes down to me to get myself out of this hole to figure things out for myself because and i mean i wouldn't have it any other way too because i want to become a person that's you know dependable is is capable so i can be like that for other people yeah you need those those character building arrows in your life mm-hmm. is this, have you ever lived like without uh like your family there is like the first time like right now yeah it really is the first time wow it's it's really it's it's I'm a part of me likes community and having people there, but I think there has to be a point in your life where you need to be on your own to have that so that you can understand that it's really just comes down to you. If you don't do something and you don't have anyone to fall back on, it'll all, it's all in your hands to get yourself out of that situation, whatever it is. And I think that will really help build character and agency and um personality in a, in a person um because in the back of my when i'm living with my parents sure i could say like oh i'm 18 or i'm older than i'm over 18 i'm an adult i can make my own decisions but when your parents are physically there and you can li- you can physically go up to them and ask them for help or in the back of my of your head you realize that if you when you come home you have people to go back to it's it kind of it takes away from that the the thought that oh you really are on your own 
But when you come back home and you're all on your own, there's no one to greet you there. Or when you want to ask for help, but there's no one there to physically ask for help, that's when you realize, yeah, it really does come down to 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 me. It's it's up to me now to to take to do the things that need to be done. Yeah, I I remember the first time like I was left like literally just by myself um, with a house. It was when my parents went on vacation for like a month or two, and it was it was a very uh, eye opening experience. For the first month, I was like I was pretty like solid. Because I had prepared my mind already going into it, like, oh, you're gonna have to do like a list of things more than you usually would need to do, and then like towards the second month, like, uh, like some unexpected stuff happened, like with like my working situation, and I had to figure out how to balance like managing my mental bandwidth with that, mm-hmm. and then having like reserving enough to do like these extra things that I wasn't used to doing, and it was like. I figured it out like afterwards, but there was like a good couple of weeks where I was definitely struggling mm-hmm. and I, I was struggling to keep like the house in order. And I, it, it's very eye opening to, to live by yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of things that <laughs> you kind of take for granted. Yeah. It's like taking out the trash, yes. or, like, <laughs> getting the, the mail kind of Thursday, making sure you, the mail doesn't overflow or get yeah. stolen. Um, for one thing for me is yard maintenance because, oh, that's yeah. Ah, uh, but I got lucky with that one. My, we have turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a salt, uh, cooking if you're not eating out all the time. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. There's not going to be like rice that's already pre-made. That was a yeah. big thing for me. I had to make my own rice. Yep. Like I, I'm used to like cooking for myself, but like I'm used to having like rice just around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like leftover. Every Asian household just has rice there in the rice cooker ready. But when you're, you're all, you open it and then like there's nothing. like, fuck, I didn't cook rice. And I'm like, why didn't no one? And then it's just you realize it's, it's just, just you. Damn. Tumbleweed. Yeah. Damn it. It was, it was all me. It, yeah. it's And you have like nothing to, you have no one to be upset about but you. Yeah. Like, oh, damn it. You're just angrily making the rice. Not even measuring it. You're like, fuck it. If it's too wet, it's too wet. Put it in the there. trash so it doesn't smell like shit in your house. <laughs> yeah. And then like just like your regular cleaning. I, I got very lucky with um kind of how my life situation unfolded because I basically have like this like a chunk of the house to myself. And it gave me an opportunity to like like I clean my bathroom, I clean my shower, I clean two I maintain like these two rooms and it gave me like a good um it's not like a the full spectrum of like taking care of like a whole house, but it gave me like I, I know how to take care of, you know, my my chunk of the house. Mm-hmm. And they expect me to take care of this part of the house. And that bit of responsibility I feel like was really uh important in knowing that I can take on like those responsibilities. Yeah. It it gives you a sense of confidence. Like once you figure out how to live on your own, it's like, oh, okay, well then, you know, I feel fine. Yeah. Like, isn't too bad. I've done it before. I can do it again. Yeah. And I've, and it also really makes you appreciate company. Yes, dude. Like I said, uh, I think there's a point in your life where you need to be independent and be on your own so you could develop yourself in a space where you don't have anyone else to fall back on but yourself. But ultimately, in the end of the day, I think I value company way more than being on my own and being independent. I think the independence is good for a training arc, you know, to develop yourself. Yes, I agree. But 
in the end of the day, you know, the long term, the end game. I yes, think, the long term. Correct. I think you need to have people to share your life with. And I think part of that for me, what I really like about the independence is that it makes me de- it helps me develop so that I can be a better person when mm. I am with company so that I can be a person that helps other people is reliable to other people. Isn't just a person that leeches off other people, you know, um, but in the end of the day, having someone to share your life with, not necessarily like a partner or a significant other, but people there, prominent figures in your life that are there with you throughout your life. And when you're looking back on like the timeline of your experiences, they've been there throughout. I think that's ultimately the most valuable thing you can have. Yeah, I think that I was it was really well said of how you in your solitude the goal isn't to stay in your solitude and just, you know, keep building yourself up, building yourself up. It's to build yourself up so you have like a good thing to offer to your community and to the mm-hmm. people around you. Yes. You know, you can life is truly your memories are are built from like what makes a memory really important is like the people that you share those memories with along with like those little details about the memory. And I think it's really important that you have people. Yes. I think that's really, uh, when you break down life in a very like binary way, it comes down to like what makes you happy is experiencing life with people you like and people that you love. And when you can create those moments or you can create an environment where those moments happen more often, I think that's, that's really ideal. Yes. And you can't have that without people in your life. I 100% agree. And it's really, it's, it was a funny thing to realize because um, for me as an introvert who's very also like on the shy side of the, of the introvert spectrum, um, it's such a it was such a foreign thing to me to be more outgoing or this idea of being with other people because I mean naturally as an introvert you need time to yourself to recharge and then when you're also like shy or socially anxious it's it's you 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 don't want to be in in scenarios and situations where you have to be social and be around other people but even though I am that type of, that's what I'm disposed to. That's my disposition. It's still a part of me is very fulfilled. It, my heart feels full. I feel a lot of value when I'm spending valuable time and meaningful time with people that I, that I care about. And it made me realize that if I want to keep having these kinds of experiences, I'm going to need to not necessarily change who I am, but develop more, develop better social skills so that I can attract more people that are like-minded and also have share similar values so that they can be part of my life journey. And I can, you know, experience more and uh, have good moments with them too. And so, you know, that's also like something that I'm working on is, uh, I'm, I'm going to be true to my introverted self, but that doesn't mean that I'm, that doesn't mean that I'm going to remain the same of being, you know, Complacent. shy, being reserved and, you know, being to myself. I need to also put myself out there so I can 
be more open, be more friendly, be more sociable so that I can give myself the opportunity to attract like-minded people to join my tribe, <laughs> to yeah. join my community. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Um, now that I've, you, you talk about that and I think about in my life how I had to have a similar time or a similar, a similar kind of transition period where I started to open up more, I would kind of do this weird thing where I would like role play as like an extrovert. Wow. It it sounds weird, but what I mean by that is it would ha- it would show up at work and I was like moving up in my job position and I, it forced me to need to be more like social and extroverted. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I would just tell myself like, oh, just pretend like you're extroverted. And then I would just... I would just play this kind of character where I was like, oh, you're just like the the extroverted, like friendly guy in the in the workplace. And it worked like I, I would like just do it. And eventually, oh, wow. eventually, like it didn't it. I realized I wasn't playing a character. I'm like, this is just me if I was introvert or extroverted. And it kind of meshed into this like this thing. And it became a like another tool in my toolbox. Like I know I can be introverted and. I can reap the the benefits of like introversion, like like sitting down and like doing work that's very monotonous, like that's a very introverted like skill, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or not uh I guess there's a lot of distractions you can have like socially. Like if people are like, Oh, you can go out and drink with us, like I, I could just be like, nah, I'll just stay inside, do do my thing. Like that's a that that could be a benefit in, in a lot of ways. And then there's a lot of extroverted benefits, especially nowadays, uh, or in in like Western society, being extroverted is super rewarded. Yes, super advantaged. So having that tool in my tool tool belt, like you you see how I am. Like if we're out in like a group setting, like I I have like those extroverted. I can have my extroverted moments. Like I'm not as reserved as like I. I guess by default I would be, but I've learned to to use those extroverted skills that I've learned by like pretending to be an extrovert when I, it was really just like, I was just practicing, I guess. And I was like, oh, this is, these are the things that I, I can, I'm capable of. Yeah. And for me, I've, I've struggled with this for the longest time because, um, one of the things that I really value is authenticity and being genuine, being true to myself. And what I would argue with myself is that if I'm going to be extroverted, I already know like deep down in my core, I'm an introverted person. Then I'm just being, I'm putting on this mask. I'm not being true to myself. And I think a part of me was just using that as an excuse to justify not getting, stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, because obviously when something is foreign to you, it's not something you're, you've done for uh, forever. Or it's not, it's not something that you've ever done. It's going to be weird. It's going to be foreign. It's not going to be something you're comfortable with. But I also think that sociability is a skill. And one of the things that I think about is that like you're not born with um, like, let, for example, if someone is an artist or is a, is a boxer, uh, that's who, that's what they identify as, or that's what they're good at right now. It's not like they were, they, they were born into the world to be 
uh, to be like a boxer. They weren't born into the world as a boxer. They had to develop those skills. And those skills were things that made them good at boxing or made them good at drawing. And I think that's the same way with, um, you know, being social is that there's trait, there's skills and traits that you can develop so you can become more social. But in the end of the day, if you're drained by social interaction, that just means you're introvert, you're introverted in the sense that you need to recharge by being by yourself. But you can still, even if you are introverted and you, um, want, ha- need that time to yourself, you can still exercise the skill of sociability, just like with, um, you know, a boxer isn't always going to be violent and fighting everybody um, whenever, wherever they see. It's like it's a, boxing is a skill that they apply in certain situations, and, you know, like thinking. And when I thought of it that way, it made me come to peace with the fact that I can, um, you know, it's me trying to get out of my shell is not me trying to put on a mask or it's, it's not me not being true to myself. It's just me exercising a skill um, that would be to my benefit. And um, obviously, like, since it's new, it's foreign to me. And it's like, when I try to go, you know, step out of my comfort zone, I feel so weird. I'm like, this is, this is really, this is so uncomfortable for me. And then it makes me think, you know, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I wasn't meant to be, you know, um, like, outgoing or friendly or sociable. But then I think about like when you first start anything, you know, things are, it's very foreign to you. Like when I first started the gym, obviously I was weak as hell. It was hard to lift things and I was sore the next day. It was very uncomfortable. It was a very uncomfortable experience. Uh, and, you know, in the same way with social skills where when I try to speak and say things that I'm not used to saying, it's going to feel very weird. I'm going to feel very awkward. It's not going to be rewarding yet. But because that's because I haven't done it yet. It's a skill that needs to be developed just like anything else. And, you know, that's it's thinking of it in that framework has really made me come to peace with the fact that, you know, I, I'm it's not that I'm not being true to myself. I'm mm. just working on a skill. So there's a mindset shift where instead of seeing introversion, extroversion as like a binary, you have one or the other thing, you more saw it as like a like a set of skills that you can develop it's kind of like each person is um you know in like rpgs where they have like skill trees mm-hmm. and you can allocate different skill points to different trees it's yeah. kind of like that where like oh you can develop some people by default they have like this skill tree a little bit more filled out yeah. than uh, other people but you have to put in a little bit extra work to fill out that skill tree mm-hmm. And it's like people are, you know, they, they, they're all their own different builds. Yeah. Like they have like the mage, they have like the fucking, like the melee berserker guy. Yeah. And it's just like, everyone's got their own different build. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those, those skills are just part of your build. Yep. That's just thinking of it in that way has just made me come to peace. Yeah. Christian's got like the sexy dancer build. Oh uh, yeah. He was, he had a high predisposition the stats were pretty yeah, highly pretty allocated to like coordination rhythm music sense yeah music swagger oh <laughs> uh, yeah he had that shit on 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 the on the deep part of the skill tree already and then he just like he just ran with it yeah christian went on that uh that, that training arc damn i just realized he was 
Christian was gone for like a month or two, and then now you're gonna be gone for like a month or two, and it's just gonna be Christian. Damn. Christian and I. Yeah, and then, dude. Fuck, we gotta find a. <laughs> we need to get those. That's we... the seven. Yeah, we gotta find um someone to sub in. We can get we can get Josh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yo, hey guys. <laughs> This is Corbin's best friend. Hey guys, it's my name is Josh. I love that dude. He's so I love horrible. Josh. Josh, if you're watching the podcast, <laughs> did, did, wait, did he, did we tell him or did was that just like that? He one knows. Week? He just knows that we that we have one. Oh. Corbin shares it. Shout out Josh, bro. Josh is awesome. I love him. Message us. He uh, has a little brother. The fuck. Yeah. Message us. We'll have you on the pod. But. That being said, we do have uh, some updates about Corbin. Did you have any more thoughts you wanted to wrap up about you living alone and becoming a a more extroverted person? No, let's wrap it up at that. Yeah. We'll definitely have more updates to come with like our own personal journeys. Uh, this, is, this is a pretty big personal development period for all three of us. So I'm glad that y'all are, are sticking with us. Maybe when you guys get to this point in your lives, you can look back at our our how our lives unfolded and be like, I can learn from that. Yes. Whenever you're experiencing something, hopefully we've left a good enough impression where there's a little speck in your brain um, that gets activated when you're going through an experience and you realize, oh, wait. I think these like I think I remember these motherfuckers like some some dude with glasses and some dude with a tattoo <laughs> and some dude with like really nice hair has like swaggy with a lot of swagger and he's six foot and he's really tall and and you know, handsome he's a, he's a bad he's a bad dude his heartthrob <laughs> yeah, yeah but I remember like these assholes who <laughs> who did coin flips who were talking about this or like talking about something similar and I. I remember what their approach was. Maybe I'll take that approach. You know, maybe I hope that's my hope is that you, you know, you'll, we had a good enough impression where you, once you get to that point in your life, you, you remember, you remember us. And then you're like, I'll get through this just like they did. Yeah. Yeah. We should have prefaced before um, we started talking about like your whole uh, kind of situation. Like Soyo is going through this period where his like family is basically leaving to the Philippines. They brought Corbin with them, with them. And Soya is going to be alone for a little bit and then he's going to join them in the Philippines. And then we're going to have to find like a, a placeholder for Soya or we can for just, vacation. You know, yeah. Not, for vacation. Not forever. not forever. For like a couple months. <laughs> Shit. That's like eight episodes. <laughs> Damn. But I want to, I want to go for like a month because I really do want to get started or we can, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We could just discord call you and around this time. That would be like in the middle of the day for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, like that'd be 12. fine. Yeah, that would work with me. Yeah, Shit. just find like a good like a uh, Wi-Fi cafe or what they have, whatever oh, yeah. they have over there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are in the live in the Philippines, um, hit up. <laughs> just find them. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah, you'll see yeah. them. Um, but an update with Corbin. So Corbin, Corbin is went thriving there. Holy shit, dude. He's living a good life. We y'all, thought... I know y'all watch anime out there. You know those like those slice of life um, feel good ones where the main character is just like this absolute stud and all the dudes <laughs> are just or all the girls are just falling. for All him. the girls are falling for them. All the guys want to be him. 
that's literally what Corbin is going through right now. It just boggles my mind that it's a real It's possible. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Bro, not in America. Fuck America, dude. Oh, I'm we going are back. Mid. I'm going back to the Philippines. Take me home. We are Shit. all mid over here at best. On the Philippines, we're fucking, we're nines, tens, elevens. Corbin's an 11 right now. Man, it's crazy. It's, he's living the good life. It's, it's funny, too, because Corbin was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay there for a year. I want to finish my senior year here. Motherfucker, I don't think you want to come back. Yeah, he's After gonna... what you're going through in the first week? In the first week? That's what you're going through already? Hell no, you're not staying. Or you're not. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're, not, you're only going to stay a, month, a year. Hell no. Nah, you're staying there forever, bro. <laughs> Even our, all of our parents are trying to go back permanently. Yeah, dude. Because they're like, this shit sucks over bro, here. My dad, ate, or my dad reversed in age by like 40 years. He just looks just like Corbin now. Yeah, he was bald, but now he just looks like Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> his hairline grew back. His hairline came back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, when I FaceTimed them, they were just like they're brimming cheesing. with vitality, dude. They were Damn. They were, it's like, we're dying over here, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, for real. They, they're rejuvenated. It's, it's magical. magical maybe place. Western society just sucks ass. Bro, maybe. <laughs> Shit, maybe we just need to go back. Because we're struggling over here, man. Oh, man. We got to go back to our, our ancestors. We yeah. got to reconnect to with the actual community. Yeah, dude. It's Bro. crazy. Speaking of community, dude. Yeah. So, Corbin's situation, he went back to the Philippines and he's going to do high school there. Mm-hmm. And um, we were expecting for him to have like a humbling, a humbling experience where yes. like he's like, oh, this is what it's like to you know live in a third world country. Yeah, he's underdeveloped. Underdeveloped. You know, hard. <sighs> if anything, his ego has just been elevated through the roof. Roo- it's unreal. Roofs. The first week uh, he got there, I Facetimed him. I was like, oh, how are you? How's how's your experience there in the Philippines? And he was chilling with his cousin there and they were just like they already had inside jokes and they were just laughing oh, up a storm damn. they were like talking um corn was explaining his experiences to me and then he would like slip in an inside joke and then i hear my cousin laughing and i'm just like man fuck i'm all the i'm all alone here and i don't got no one to dap up and these guys are just having fun over there but major fomo but he was just like having a good time what the first day he I'm entered he entered the gates of his school. Kid you not, girls left and right were lo- turning their heads. Shit, even dudes were turning their heads, <laughs> bro. They were like, <gasps> the Bayag. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, in like those animes where like the girls are look are, are whispering to each other, they're oh giggling. My oh my gosh. That's what Corbin was experiencing. He was walking through the gate. All the dudes and girls were looking at him. They were all side whispering they were giggling they were gasping and corbin was must have felt he was like he got escorted dude he his his parents and his aunt escorted him to the principal and then he introduced himself to like the director of the school the director of the school and then the you know it's like oh we've been expecting you we've heard about you because there's they heard the rumors yes Corbin's um he was already enrolled in that school before he actually moved there. So uh whenever they did roll call, they'd always call Corbin's name, but he wasn't there. And my aunt ex- explained that oh there's gonna be a transfer student. Um, you know, he's gonna be here in September. So he uh she told she gave like the school that. And you know, Filipinos being Filipinos, 
they're just gonna be talking and spreading rumors like this so by the like time bluetooth just share of uh, airdrop 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 Damn, information that's good when my aunt explained you know there's gonna be a transfer soon shit uh the teachers and the students were like how does he look where is he from is he tall is he hot and then my my aunt's always like oh you know dusting out the shoulders rubbing the hands and then just lays it down this fucking handsome tripod pulls you know, up <laughs> <laughs> real, that motherfucker. that's just corbin is just a handsome tripod so they built uh she built up this this reputation from ready oh man you know he wow she already, like, set it up so that he's ready to just donk when he gets there she threw him a layup and he just destroyed it and so you know moment moment he walks into the gates Everyone's like, oh, that's the rumor transfer student. That's the rumor transfer student. Like, oh my gosh, he's six feet tall. The average height in the Philippines is like <laughs> five, five four. four. <laughs> five five four for men, five zero for the yes, women's. Yeah. So they see a six foot tower tripod. And he's got a basketball hoop of a person. And they're like, oh my gosh. You know, and then he goes into his first first class. And I tell you, this is why it's an anime. You know, he's out waiting out there outside and then the class is, you know, getting doing roll call and then the teacher goes, All right, so we um we have a transfer student. Please step inside. Corbin <laughs> slides in, slides the door open, takes a step, you know, and all all the girls are like <gasps> Oh my god, he's so tall. And they, he introduced himself, you know. And, and he, pale. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually light skinned. Uh, in, in a different lighter context. skinned, lighter yeah. skinned. Parman explains himself or introduces himself, gives a little bit of background. He explains why he's so hot. He's like, yeah, "Fuck just you, Carmen. Yeah, I'm just built like this. Yeah, I'm just crazy. you know, God has his favorites, and I'm just one of them. <laughs> that pisses me off hearing that. <laughs> Fuck you. Even though Carmen didn't even Fuck say you. that, <laughs> that makes me mad. Shut the fuck up, Corbin, even though he doesn't even, he doesn't even say that. He's not even here. Yeah, so introduces himself, you know, gets a seat, and then all the people, all like, all, everyone just surrounds him and just starts bombarding him with questions, and then he gets added to like a Facebook group chat and like a whatever, what they, what kind of messenger they use there, and then he already has a group of friends that are like, yo, we're going to hang out after school. Already? Later, you want to chill with us? You know, all of those things. Oh, and the man. first day. Right, um, so like that's what he explained, and you know, hearing that, I'm just like, I want to go back there. Fuck my life. <laughs> you know fuck what? you. You know what? Maybe we got to change the plan. We're not instead of building the community over here, we're just gonna go the fuck back home. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Right, but and then you know, a week after they have a welcoming party to debris or what's that? Um, icebreaker kind of thing yeah like make you make you familiarize with the the community so that's what Corman's doing in this video right now um it's like a welcome party for him and one of the bits was like they put him they kind of like threw him onto the spotlight and asked him all these different questions one of the questions was what are your talents and then this motherfucker was like did he say dance I already know my Christian hears this part. Christian was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh my gosh. I already my. know Christian's like shaking his head. Christian's pissed as hell. I, already, I can imagine Christian's look and expressions right now. But yes, that's what Corbin said. Wow. So he said, dance. And then wow. the girls are like, ah! 
you know, screaming. They're like, oh my gosh, show us, show us. Oh no. Whip out their phones and this is this is what entails. All right. We're gonna be showing you guys. Shout out to our new setup, by the way. Bro, it's it's so sick. Good. It's so clean. Let's see. Let's see if the the two person cam. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh yeah, what up? Look at that. What up? All right. So this is the video I learned from last episode that the I gotta keep the TV volume down. I already had the gain on the mics a little bit lowered, um, so that you don't really hear the echo. Hopefully, and we're also not gonna react to as long as clips as we did last episode, but. Here we have a clip from the phone of one of the small girls that's seeing the high differential. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so we have this Tita over here. And then we got the tripod. And the then leg. we have this human stick bug, Corbin, about to display his talent. His talent. And um right. hopefully you guys can hear in the recording the fangirls in the back i'm gonna play it i wasn't exaggerating with my story like i, sh- I was he was not at all not even 100 percent. like corbin is a celebrity fucking over it's there crazy all right well, let's let's see listen listen for the fan club it's been like two seconds and that's he already did, happened he hadn't he, he, he just, hadn't even he just did a little body roll what? yeah he, he just started <laughs> what? and they're screaming already Oh shit! And then this is the part where I was like, "Fuck, what do I do now?" Because <laughs> yeah, I ran out of talent. My talent is not. My talent not... ran out. Tita over there is killing it though. Tita got the swagger. Like damn, that's how. Ooh. That's how Corbin wish he could dance. And then this motherfucker is kind of just like doing a little slideshow poses. I feel like he's not really hitting the beats. <laughs> you think he's, he's trying just trying to be cool? He's trying. He's just doing choreo for like a different song. Wait, what song is this? Beauty, Beauty and the Beat. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, was that a oh hip gosh, thrust? Of course, he did a little hip thrust. You fucking pervert, Corbin. You're gross. Damn, see, Tita got that swagger, bro. If her and Corbin or her and Christian. whatever he does, like hip thrust, bro, he oh. just starts screaming. Oh. That's why he does it because he gets uh. Yeah, so see, and you know, we're kind of shitting on him right now, but I think it balances out the fact that he's just living such a good life there. So yeah, we like, gotta humble him a little bit. It's like I'm hating because we wish the we grass were him. is greener. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's the sour grapes analogy. Yeah, we wish we wish we were him, but we are I happy t- for him I, when though. I showed when I showed Christian and Paula, I was like Loki. He needs to. He, Christian needs to give him some freestyle lessons, and then Christian the entire time he hadn't he didn't say anything when I sent that video. But then yeah. when I spoke up, he was like, "Oh, that's my okay, dude." Yeah, that was my that when my when his when when you said it, it gives me the okay to go off. And Christian's <laughs> like, "Shit, I was trying so hard not to say anything," <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. holding that shit in." If I thought it was a little like you know, oh. and then. See if and Christian, who is actually a freestyle dancer, sees that. I'm, oh yeah, he's probably like he's over there fucking it up in like Sacramento right now. He's just yeah. dancing over there, but he's having so much fun. He's having there's a there's a great community there that's building up his ego more more than it should. I I think, but um, it really just goes to show that the Filipinos are built different, dude. <sighs> They're different over there. 
everyone was just cheering him on. Everyone was very warm to him when he first got there. You don't get that shit here in America, do you know? Nah, you get you get the cold, judgmental up down. Like, and that's that's all you get. Yep, everyone is just focused on themselves, man. It's it's um, but yes, I'm really happy for Corbin that we are happy for him because living that anime life that was like only it only happens in anime no yes maybe you just need to go a different country like the philippines yeah he's living this is what it's really about is that the people the next generation coming up has like a better life than we have Mm -hmm. i didn't think it would happen so fast what is your age difference um seven yeah so seven Seven years years is what it took (laughs) is what it took for uh for one of our spawn or one of your you one know, of my, our lowlings yes to only took seven years it only took seven years uh for them to achieve celebrity status something that we'll never experience unless we you go when you go over there and corbin hooks it up and he's like oh this is my kuya and all their older sisters come and swarm you yeah. and mob <laughs> you they give you even more attention they like hold you up like with a fucking person throne whatever they do uh, you look for you, you. You have something to look forward to when you go over there. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, and it's it's a great. It's been a great time ready for Corbin. All the like the twenty ish year olds that are trying to be nurses over there. Shit, that's all we really want. We just, we just want a you know a loyal nurse wife that can make us loyal stay at home dads. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Fuck uh, yeah! I think the strat. Yeah, I'm using gamer terms. I think the strat is that we got to get rich here online and then we just Some gods over there. Yeah, we just become fucking like actual corrupt like, politicians with no, omnipotent kidding. like beings over there. And then we get we we live the life over there. We have to maintain our citizenship, so we got to go back here like once a year. Yeah, yeah. We do a we do we take a boys trip over here. Uh-huh. You know, fuck it up in Vegas or something. Yeah, just go in. Just <laughs> we're, we're actually just back to normal. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just living normal stuff. Yeah, we lives. like us going. I was like, oh, want to go to Dave and Buster's or something? <laughs> we're about go, to fuck it up. So you trying to go to IHOP? Yeah, Applebee's or what's going oh, yeah. on? I'm down for IHOP. IHOP's always good. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we're we're just back at it. Like, yeah. damn, there's so much to order on the menu. <laughs> you there's know, so much good shit on when, here. When things, what's the thing? <laughs> When things change, the more things change or stay the same. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd I'd like that. I'd like to, I'd like to be uh, at a point where you know we're so we're doing so well, we're so well off, but we're we don't like get care, we don't get carried away by it. we don't let it take it over take over our our who we are because I generally like who I am as a person. Oh yeah, I don't wanna I don't want any like power or fame or to whatever corrupt us to corrupt and definitely not wuss. <laughs> Why do you say it like that, bro? I'm terrified, but also excited. Yo, <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're you're raising your expectations too high. Maybe oh, you're, it's gonna yes. happen. You're like, oh, it's all right. And maybe that's a strat, dude. So I'm like, you know, it wasn't that bad. So I, and I go back to baseline. Yeah, uh, just go back to being normal guys. Sleeper strat, dude. You know what my fucking my dream is? Is that we have like a. We have like a friend group, like um, like Ryan Higa's friend group. Yes, like dude. back then. Yes, like that's like the ideal oh friend group. Gosh. Like we're all like on the same page. We all have like a sense of humor, and we're all just like 
We're just like that. Yes, dude. I act. There's so many times when I'd be watching like parkour. So when they're like, they're such cool friends, he got TV bits. And I'm just like, dude, I would love a friend group like this. And they just travel together. Yeah. Let's go to fucking time. Japan or something. Yeah. Korea. Like, outside of traveling, they just have a good time in their own house, you know, just chilling. And I'm like, I want that too. Bro. We need an RHPC house. Yes. All right. The R-P-P-P. strategy. PP. I don't know. <laughs> the ppp house oh shit we gotta work on the name yeah yeah. but we have like in the next two to three years we'll find a way to be financially stable the country almost came out be financially stable shit dude i want to <laughs> shit feller B. we gotta make 20k a year <laughs> combined combined <laughs> damn we said financially stable 20k a year combined. i said stable not not thriving <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we make like enough to be stable. And then when we're both like 25-ish, 26, we can both buy a like a five-bedroom house. That's just yeah, a yeah. big ass like family house. And then we just yes. like we we trick that shit out. We have a paper yes. planes house and all the homies can just come through. Oh yeah. And then we have like one is like our like podcast studio. It's gonna yeah. be a bitch to move all this stuff. <laughs> Like, but, this whole setup, yeah. we we have that in, like, the third room. You know, we can have Christian's, like, room, which is literally just a floor and carpet. Yeah, just some padding. Yeah. Even on the walls so you can go crazy. It's just, like, an insane... <laughs> it's like a mental asylum type yeah, just, thing. Now. Just, a, like, a soft padded room <laughs> where she could just go crazy. It's like, sock in the wall. <laughs> yeah. He's doing, like, the back somersaults. Yeah, he's... Because he always has That'd a thing for falling and like free falling, so he just does crazy free falling stunts. Yeah, he's jumping over me and shit. Yeah, he's like, watch this. He tries to do a kick clip on the wall, <laughs> but he, he eats shit absolutely. But he's good because it's padded. Yeah, but he's safe. He's like, man, that was so much fun. I'm gonna do it again. I kind of want that for myself. That sounds kind of fun. He's fun. Imagine just be able to like run to walls and just not be affected by it. Yeah, that'd be kind of <laughs> sick. New superpower, just indestructible. <laughs> That's a good superpower. But not because you can... Indestructible destroy. towards walls. Yeah. That's it. Indestructible to your own, like, self-afflicted damage. No fall damage. Yeah, just like... Like, watch this. You just, like, beat the shot yourself, but it's nothing. Or, like, you jump from a high, high <laughs> elevation and you just ragged all, all over the place. Like, fall down a mountain. Yeah, that bit we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the, oh, the stairs! Diving. Oh, wait, which wait? Oh, the that one. one. Oh, the skydiving one. And then you just rag, and then the camera would fall before <laughs> you, so you could see a whole bird's eye view just ragdolling over the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be sick. That's be a good, time. a good, um, a good superpower. It's just yeah. no fall damage. Yeah, that'd be sick. But you're talking about dreams and. I don't know. Something about this week has just been really weird with like, with me. I mean, I told you already that like I've been falling asleep at three p.m. Like I'd be straight up dozing, slamming my head against. Which is abnormal for you. Yeah, and then also, I've been having some very weird but vividly real dreams. Like sexual. I don't. I no, not not this time. That sucks. (laughs) I know. Not this. I wish I was. I wish it was. Yeah, I mean, I sure uh, remember those. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast though, but yeah, boys really know. The dog comes out at night. <laughs> the werewolf. 
<laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so he's a werewolf. When my when my my conscious brain is dormant is when my my dog is away. That's when Karuma or what was Naruto's? Yeah, Kurama. Kurama. I said Karuma. <laughs> Kura, that's when Kurama comes out. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just the big ass dog in a cage. Yo. But, bro, it's been. I don't know if it was because uh, last week I finally got one of my PTOs approved. Because what I'm trying to do is before I leave, or yeah, before I leave my job, I'm gonna exhaust all my PTO so I can get the most out of. Fuck yeah, that's the way to do getting it. Getting paid without working. I didn't do that when I left my my workplace, and I regret it so much. Yeah, I so I finally just... got, <laughs> I finally got one uh, one of the days off. It was a Sunday, and that meant that I had like five days in a row off because I had like Ooh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Um. So is it coming I'm, up? What's up? Is it coming up or did you? Oh, that was last week. Oh, that was last week. Yeah. Um, so I had a whole, a good five days of not working. And then the day, um, the day before I had to go to work again, when I went to sleep, I had like the most, the most realistic and vivid and crazy dream. I thought it was real life. What was it about? And um, so... Was it realistic or no? It was very like realistic, as in like it would happen, like in real it life. What it was very the the things um, that happened in the dream was very tied down to like reality life. What? Um, it was one of the first. Well, it started off as like very realistic, and then it spiraled out of control. But it started off with like me and my dad having a conversation. You know, we're just talking about things, and then, um, I had the urge to just like. I think we were having a genuine conversation, so it 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 it's it set the mood up to be more vulnerable. And then I started talking, opening up about more vulnerable stuff. But I started talking about trauma and how how I, I started venting to my dad about how you only love me when I offer something of value to you. Oh shit, that got deep. Real I know. Quick. And I was like, holy shit, this is getting way too too, too childhood trauma esque. So I, I was like, you only love me if I uh, had something to offer for you. And your that's love why, is conditional. Yes. It's, your love is conditional. That's why you wanted me to go to college so bad. Because if I went to college and had a degree, I'd show, I'd have a concrete, a, a tangible thing of achievement to show that, um, that I've achieved something and that I'm worth something. But because I dropped out of college... I don't have that and you don't love me for it and I know you don't and I'm just oh my god and I was, that's why I'm like bro this is getting too crazy is- and I when I was explaining this to my dad I just started like I slowly started crying I started breaking down and then the whole time my dad was just stone-faced and then at the end he kind of just dismissed it wow and I, and that's scarring and then i was like you know why do i even bother trying to open up it always happens this is how it always ends up this is how wow you this happened in your head yeah dude (laughs) dude it was all a dream and that is horrifying yeah that is too real for (laughs) i know that's why and what happened to the dreams where it's like oh look my dad's a gummy bear (laughs) it's just like just shit that doesn't make sense that's way too real it was it was freaky i uh, when That's... my dad dismissed it, I I stood up from the table and I was like, "This is why I don't bother. This is why I, this That's... is why I chose to close myself off and choose not to be open. Because whenever I try to open up, this is what happens. And I walk off and I storm out the house. It's kind of like and sleep paralysis. Yeah, and 
Okay, like to break out the dream when I woke up because I woke up you woke in a up cold angry. sweat in a cold what? sweat because and it was like three hours before I had to go to work too so like it wasn't <laughs> oh, it was like it wasn't a good quality sleep um, but I bro I woke up in a cold sweat I was like a part of me was like I hope this wasn't real and when I woke up I was I'm like oh god thank goodness I wasn't real because I I left in good terms with my dad yeah. I left with good terms with my family I left with like that good farewell speech and i was like everything was the fucking relief you must have had when you realized wow that wasn't real yes that must have been crazy like, um the thought that i was fighting at, with my dad about something that could be so very realistic it's like very true to you know my deeper conscience um it was frightening but okay going back to the dream when i i i stormed out the house I got picked up by the, this is when the stream, the dream just starts to spiral out of control. I got picked up by this guy. Um, it wasn't, it, which is weird because it wasn't one of you guys, but he was like, Hey, you got want to talk? I'm here for you. But it was, it was a stranger. Who's this motherfucker? Yeah. Who's this random ass bitch? Yeah. He's getting in the hey, way he, of our friendship. He picks me up and he drives me to his he's house. Just Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't know who it was. Um, he picks me up and he goes, uh, he drives me to his house. And on, along the way, he explains this this like story, this this urban legend, shit. He's like, um, so there's this. So I've heard this story about how this dude he picks up people who are very vulnerable and <laughs> follow your eyes. Are like, hey, yo, uh, hey, yo, yo. Um, so I heard this folklore of this this dude who just. Who, when someone is very vulnerable and is in time of need, he goes up to them and helps and offers a helping hand. Oh, I thought it was going to go dark. Uh, he brings them to his house because um, he's there to help cheer him up. And then when he's able to cheer him up, he locks them down. He ties them in. He like chains them by their leg into into like this basement, and he. Basically, he's like, you're just trapped there. So it's like, and, and then explaining you suffer torment to you in the car. Yes. And then I was like, that's a really weird <laughs> thing to say. It'd be crazy if this was actually what was going to happen. And what the fuck? I, and lo and behold, look, there's this hey, house. Hey, yo, you look <laughs> this in the, what's happening right now. You look at the window, there's like seven kids in there chained to a fucking like a radiator. And you're like, oh. Bruh. So yeah, that, I get locked down. I get I get locked in. Um, I get trapped in the basement. I get chained down Damn, by the ankle. You got chained down? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's like the ankle. After he told thing. you about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's the part I'm most pissed about. Is like, he said that and you're like. Oh, so Bro, we're going to your basement, right? Was ex- I swear, I swear. Like as he was explaining it, he was also like training me down. And I guess I was just not. I was just like, wow. This is a great story. <laughs> Where are we going? You know how you're very hopeless in dreams, and your you're basement just is very cold. That that was me. I was just letting it all happen. And what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm there trapped, and I'm trying to escape. Um, and he tells me like. This is your life now. You'll <laughs> you'll never live to see the light of day again. And as he's doing that, he's laughing. And then when he's laughing, his face contorts into this weird. Um, it's like a humanoid, but also demonic figure with like sunken eyes. Black, they're black and p- pitch black sunken eyes. Um, and he's got this wide gaping smile that's also just 
pitch black. You can't see teeth or anything like that. What the fuck did this dream turn into, man? <laughs> Bro, that's why I said it spiraled out of control. Yeah, you weren't kidding. <laughs> and he's like, now we're going to play my favorite game. Twister. <laughs> it just turns wholesome. Naked Twister. He, un- he unties the chain. And he's like, you got to escape from me. Because if oh, it's kinky as hell. <laughs> uh, it wasn't kinky for me, dude. It was, it was terrifying. I you was gonna escape. It's like some like fucking. He was playing cat. He was like chick, cat and mouse. Or yeah, cat, yeah. Cat type thing. Um, he's like, you gotta, you gotta run away from me because if you don't, <laughs> you're gonna die. And then he starts laughing. He's like, I'll give you a five second head start. So I five start, seconds, yeah. bitch. I start running. And because Bitch. I was in the, I was in a dream. I was going slow as hell. Dude. Oh, I know I was, you had that <laughs> that sixty fps, like your like your feet are in glue. Yep. In my mind, I was like, "Go faster!" I was screaming. I was like, "Please go faster!" And I was not making any distance. And he was just laughing the entire time. And then he's like, "Okay, it's my turn." And he starts, you know, like oh. grotesquely running towards like the- me like that. It was so fast, and that's when I woke up. What the fuck? You got jump scared? Bro, I got jump scared. <laughs> Did you wake up like, ah. uh, honestly, I don't know how I woke up, but all I know is that when I woke up, I was sweating and like I had tears in my, I had like oh, I had a little bit of tears, dude. Because of the first part where I was like, oh yeah, I was emotionally scarring. And then this part where I was, was about to die. Visually scarring. And I was like, after I woke up, I was just thinking, I've never had a dream like this before. Why the fuck was this that happening like right dream. before work? <laughs> and I was like, maybe it's because the stress of work. I don't know how this. Maybe like because I haven't been in work for a long time, and you know, I just I start I'm starting work again, so maybe I was just unconsciously stressed. Uh, and then the next day, this is a, this is a little bit shorter, but it was also something like it kind of stupid. I was I had work the next day too, but I had a dream where. When I was at work, I was just slacking the fuck off. Even though in my mind, I was like, you need to get work done or else they're going to see that you're, gonna, you're, you're slacking off. Your score is going to be bad. You're going to get in trouble. And I, was, I wasn't having it in my dream. I couldn't control myself. But I was just like fucking around. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And then slowly people were figuring it out. And in my mind, I was like, please, this is bad. We need to get to work or else they're going to find out. And... People found out eventually that I wasn't sla- uh, that I wasn't working. I was slacking off, and I got it. You know, I got admonished for it. I was golded, and I got fired. And then I also when I, I woke up from that, and I was stressed. Thank God. <laughs> You're like, thank God, I don't have to go to work. No, nah, no, it was actually it's funny because I want to get out of the job, but I also not on bad not on bad terms around being a piece of shit. You know. Yeah. So like, I was dreaming about work, and I was stressed the fuck out. Because of the fact that I wasn't doing my job properly. And I was like, why am I having such... My dreams are being very realistic in that it could actually happen. I could slack off at work and get fired. And people are going to find out and admonish me. And I was like, is there like something in my unconscious right now that like needs to be addressed? Or is like, is there something going on that I need to like come to terms with? Because these are way too realistic. Yeah, something, something's happening in there and we don't know why it's happening. <laughs> yeah. You'd like do anything different. Was it like, uh, you know, you started eating like broccoli or something. I started eating Greek yogurt. <laughs> oh shit. It's the Greeks. It's the Greeks. <laughs> it's the Greeks. I also started eating more. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Maybe think that's like a sign of healthy, a more healthy imagine or, 
healthier oh, brain yeah. function. Which oh, yeah, they're giving to, you got more RAM in there, so they're yeah. like, let's fill it with some bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that are weight that's too con- too grounded in reality. Yeah, let's fuck with this guy. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it freaked me out because I've had my dreams have been too realistic, and then like I've been you know sleepy during the day. I don't know. Do you dream that? during your naps? I think I do, but not to not the point like, where it's impressionable for me to remember. Mm, Unlike those two that where it was like childhood trauma and stress trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's too real. I don't know, man. That first part just <laughs> it still fucks me I up just, because I'm like, I would I would never want to have that dynamic with my dad, dude. <laughs> like my my um sleep paralysis, whatever. Like that's like I feel like that's better because it's so like unrealistic. Like it would never happen. But yours is way like way too close to reality. Yeah. <laughs> for like comfort yeah man oh gosh mine are always wacky like oh what the fuck is that some horror movie shit some weird happens i had like a weird uh dream like a while back where i was in like a swimming class and then all of a sudden like an alarm went off and like there was a kid missing and then like i was like oh that's fucked up and then i went and i went to go to my locker and the kid was in there I, I don't know if I don't know if that's any better to be honest, dude. That's really fucked. <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking weird, but at least it's like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's dark, but well, it's dark. It's but dark in a very plot movie plot or horror suspense yeah. way. So my head is fucked up in like a unrealistic way. Your head is like fucked up in like a too it's realistic too real. <laughs> kind of way. Oh my gosh, man! That's, Damn. Yeah, I don't know if it's because uh, maybe. Maybe the five day because of the five days it gave me a lot of like space to kind of like clear your cash, clear my cash. Yes, but also like st- plan out how I would structure my daily routine once I start going. Oh, when I once I stop stop working, I go back come back from the Philippines because you know I I like I've actually eat three meals a day. You know I'm eating health. I'm eating more than I should, um, or I'm eating healthier and eating more. Uh, compared to when, um, when I'm, when I'm back then, when I was very, my eating schedule was really bad. Um, and I'm working out regularly and, um, I'm just living a more healthy life. That's not dictated by the fact that, um, you have to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah. Because like in my current headspace, it's like when I have work, and I'm on my day off. I'm like, I don't want to be productive on my day off because I'm gonna to have to go back to work, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna to have to be productive. Yeah. But with like five days, I actually have agency to be like, oh, I can do a lot of different things because I still have, I won't have to go to work the next day or for a couple of days. And I think maybe that's like you know that transition is just giving me cleared the cash, but also like just um it primed me maybe set me up to be more to be in a better headspace maybe that's why mm-hmm. like my my dreams have been <laughs> been too real but it's a uh, wacky it's, town yeah it's it's nice though um to think i got a, a glimpse of like what it's going to be like once i stop working i have agency to pursue the craft that i want to and then you know there's gonna be a lot of different Things that I'm gonna have to learn to and adjust to, like you know, managing my own time, having self discipline. But 
that's also just going to make me a lot more capable when I get through it. Yeah. So, I, you know, looking forward to that. It's just like a, there's an adjustment period. I will say this, what being self-employed is like, what you lack in financial stability, you gain a lot of like, uh, like mental, actually, no, that, that might not work out. What you lose in like financial stability, you have more of like, you gain a lot of freedom. Uh, I guess that's, that's like the correct like exchange. Mm-hmm. Like, with um the routine that i have now is it's allowed me to be like the healthiest version of me mm-hmm. just because like i can choose like deliberately uh where i want to place things yeah. but it it's really important that it happened at this point in my life where i do have like this capacity for discipline because if it was like me when i was like 18 and I had like no discipline. Yes. And I had like no sense of like self control. Like I'm gonna just sit here and do fucking nothing, and like I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna eat like shit. It's just like you. You need to have um like a baseline like level of discipline that you can build on. Yeah. But that it it is really good for uh, people in that place in their life. Yeah. There's definitely um a time and place for everything. Uh. And I think that's the same case with I had to go through this experience with work to be in this position that I'm in right now where like if I hadn't gone to work, I don't think I would have had this kind of perspective on life uh, or had this mindset, had these experiences, developed the skills that I've developed. So, you know, as much as I shit on my workplace or shout out to them, the circumstances that I've had, they've also made me who i am and i like who i am as a person so it's not like i i hate it and i want to be i don't want that to be part of my life for the long run but i think for the short term it's healthy because it's made me who i am today it's made me be a better person so you know maybe like with college college was ass and i didn't um i don't it wasn't for me but i think i needed to go to college to to have to really solidify that uh, experience and understand that this is not for me or to set myself up so that I could think about different ways of going about my life. Um, you know, like when we when I give when we talk about our college experience and how it wasn't for us, I don't think it was it's like um, it's a way to it's like an oh, go ahead for you to just skip out on it or neglect it altogether. I think it's like. When I say these things, I say these with the intention that you that you keep your mind open so that you when you experience it for yourself, you'll have like some perspectives from other people that help you understand, oh, maybe that maybe it is the case. That's not right for me. You know, like when I get when I hear advice, I don't try and take it for gospel and say, oh, this is what they said. I'm going to do it right away. I'm, I use it as guidelines so that when I experience it for myself i real i actually do understand what they're the position they're going through so you know like if i heard myself talk about how like if i was talking to my younger self about my college experiences i wouldn't say that as a don't go to college i wouldn't like my main takeaway wouldn't be don't go to college soil it'd be like when you go to college just think about these things because it'll it'll set you up so that you'll be a better person in the end yeah, you're able to acknowledge someone's experience as their own individual perspective 
and you can use that perspective to take from it mm-hmm. and take you know lessons from it that you wouldn't have you know with your own individual perspectives that's one of the most valuable things that people can offer you is like just their own unique perspective on things and but it is really important to acknowledge that it 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 is exactly what is is what it is it's their perspective like i do think it's important to not take everything as gospel or take things super personally and to just see it as what it is and to take from it what you can mm-hmm. so all the high schoolers going to uh to college keep that in mind yep. if you guys want to fuck go to asu open. hell yeah <clears throat> and keep that mind open you're welcome just asu like, for the booty cheeks <laughs> yes asu for the booty cheeks Hell yeah that'll be our um thumbnail <laughs> oh, no, i think that's that's that yeah that's, that's a, bad that's, that's a <laughs> bad thumbnail we'll definitely get clicks yeah, <laughs> all the but... all the teenagers all you nasties in the discord if it doesn't join the get, discord if it doesn't get taken down by youtube i don't know like what their policy is with i mean you can get away with like yeah, you honestly can you're right i'm there's pretty well, much there's like hella ass yeah there's a lot of ass on th- at thumbnails yeah and just you're cleavage right. just yeah. oh i'm reacting to fucking tiktoks and it's just half cleavage yeah but, but i mean it works shit do you have any closing thoughts before we we send them off um you'll find uh you'll find the one peter that's hopefully not. It's yes, gross. you will. We'll find I'll one. make it, baby. We'll all make it. We'll all go back to the Philippines and find our our Filipina nurse wife. Hell yeah! That's that's all all we really want. <laughs> that's all that matters in life. Nah, but yeah, man. like right. like and subscribe, rate and review, follow our socials, and join the Discord. And if you're cool enough, we can put you in the private Discord. Oh yeah! But Christian will be back next week, hopefully, and he'll have tales tales from his trips he went to chicago he went to california all over the place yeah he's got he's got stories he's bringing back stories but you know once again keep your mind open we'll see you guys next week see you guys next week we love you guys bye